0: it's Wednesday the 1st of April. Welcome along to the Kent Online podcast, another slightly different one today as we continue uh, lockdown and we're all working from home. And today I'm delighted to be joined by Joe Caution, who's normally my um, fantastic producer on Team Talk on KMTV. And I thought we would probably catch up, Joe, to chat a bit about sport, because poor old sport has been pretty much annihilated, hasn't it, over the past couple of weeks?
1: Oh, Nicola, I'm so bored. I'm so bored. (laughs) The the lack of football, the lack of cricket, the lack of everything really Um, and I think that's a lot of, it's the same feeling for a lot of sports fans at the minute and um, it's quite tough I think coping without sport on on a weekend especially Um, and then coming in on a Monday with team talk, having all the highlights ready to watch and and, and send out to you guys and uh, yeah I think that's a challenge but saying that it's very serious what's going on at the moment and I think it was right to stop all of the sport, obviously we saw the Olympics uh, postponed eventually but I think that was the right decision it had to be across the board and, and I think it will just make it that much sweeter when it all comes back in well whenever it does
0: yeah absolutely we're all hoping that will be sooner rather than later let's chat. chat first about football Um, because the league's kind of all stopped at different kind of stages, didn't they? What was the very latest as far as the football season resuming is concerned, as far as you're aware? Because it's all got a little bit complicated with various people saying this, that and the other.
1: Yeah, I'd like to say that I was an expert and knew exactly what was going on. But actually, it's very unclear. The National League statements yesterday were pretty much a nothing statement, um, if I'm honest. I don't think they gave any clarity of when they would be back, it's just leaving clubs in limbo. And for the clubs in non-league, that's quite a, a problem because for them, they're, they're surviving week by week, month by month. We've seen, we've reported on the, the um, financial problems at, say, Ebbsfleet, for example, and at Gillingham and some of the, the challenges they have every week. So, um, it's very interesting. We've seen Gillingham manager Steve Evans saying he, he would add his letters to that non-league petition going round to scrap and reverse their decision to scrap the non-league season. And I think a lot of clubs are feeling very frustrated because they're now out of pocket, not sure how they're going to play their, pay their players. And I think they do need help from the top.
0: Um, for the likes of Gillingham, I mean, I mean, it's frustrating for everyone, but Gillingham were perhaps having one of the best seasons they've had in a very long time. They were doing incredibly well under Steve Evans, and to suddenly stop like that, to pick up that momentum again, whenever it may be, is presumably going to be pretty difficult.
1: Oh, there won't be any momentum. They'll have to start all over again. It's almost like a new season starting. Um, I, think, I think, and they would probably say they weren't... Um, exactly, they lost their momentum a little bit towards when it did go into lockdown, and that playoff push looked a bit tougher. But even so, n- for Gillingham, not playing games is financially very damaging for them. They, you know, they rely on gate sales, they rely on merchandise, they rely on on people going to the, the store and, and 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 spending money, and even on food and drink at the game and hospitality. So for them not to have that income, it becomes very challenging. And um, we've seen. Um, the chairman Paul Scally coming out and in, in sort of saying that they need help from the top. I think it needs a bit of investment a bit of you know um, trickle down from the Premier League. Whether that will happen, I don't know, but it. I think it's got it, it's got to really because they the, the football league clubs and the non league club clubs are going to struggle. and We could even see some going well folding even to be extreme, but it could happen. We've seen clubs like Dover furloughing their staff. We've even seen at the top Tottenham furloughing their staff, which is ridiculous when you think they could furlough their players, give them their max salary and then pay pay their staff the money with that. Why couldn't that money then be trickled down into into non-league? I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's a very difficult situation, but as we say, completely unprecedented. No one could have predicted that this would happen. But there have been some um, positive things to come out of it, particularly I've been keeping an eye on the media team at Jules. They've done a fantastic job, haven't they? Um, Keeping the fans entertained. They've been very, very good.
1: I think you've got to be creative in this and we're all very bored. So any sort of creative ways that they can keep us all entertained... Is very welcome at the moment. I think um, some of the best ones have been some of the quizzes, the photo quizzes and the FIFA tournament set up. Um, I know Jules were a part of that. All right, got knocked out in the first round, but it's great. It's a little bit of a relief, isn't it? And a bit of a, an escape, really, from the lack of sport. We can watch something, even if it's virtual. It, 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 it makes us a little bit happier to see.
0: Absolutely. I must say, I did particularly enjoy the Invicta Dynamo's battleships game that they were playing um, when their, their final game, I think, was called off. It was fantastic. Um, let's talk a bit about the Olympics, though. You did mention that. Um took a little bit of time before they worked out what was going to happen. It is now going to be 2021. one particular athlete who kind of hit the headlines through the headline of his own post <laughs> on social media got everyone going mad. It said. Uh, retirement tweet or something like that. And everyone went, what? Oh no, he's going to stand down. But he, he's not. It's Tom Bosworth. You've caught up with him. Um, what's the update from Tom?
1: Yeah, it was um, a bit of clickbait from Tom. He's doing our jobs better than, than we do. No, we all got a bit confused um, when he sent that out and we all went into a bit of panic because... He was going into this season brilliantly. He just set a, world, a British record, I think, for uh, the 5,000 metre race walk. Got his first gold medal as a 30-year-old, which is for race walking the sort of time he comes into his peak, really. He still hasn't got that elusive Olympic medal. That's sort of gone out of the way for him. So, for him, it was looking to be a brilliant season. So, for him to retire, it was like, whoa, what's going on here? So... Um, good news that he's not. Um, and I spoke to him about the challenges, though, of, of having that extra year. Um, because for a lot of athletes, that extra year throws their whole training regime out the window. Because they, for an Olympic Games, you've got to think it's every four years. They are planning to compete in these three or four weeks on that year. So to throw that out of a year and, and, and all the preparation that goes into that can be really difficult for them. I um, was also speaking to him about the funding um and 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 the challenges that has and uh yeah he has some quite interesting thoughts on it
0: let's have a listen to tom
2: it was frustrating on a personal level selfishly i was in the form of my life but i dedicated everything pretty much since um the world championships in doha at the end of october after a year of injury and, and mental health struggles to finish seventh there was beyond uh perfect really given the year i've had so it, it's been tough because I thought, you know, we were a few months away from Olympic Games and um, it felt like it all come together perfectly given age and, and that once in a lifetime sort of moment for an athlete at a certain peak age, the Games falls and yeah, it was that concern that maybe I won't be able to reach this level again ever. It's incre- incredibly different, difficult right now, uh, there's so many people in, in the same boat but I rely on... Uh, you know, race prize money and and, uh, appearances, school visits, that sort of thing. They're only little amounts, but they all add up to pretty much, you know, an annual income, and and that's all gone. And I'm fortunate enough to be on lottery funding, but that's decided every 12 months. So you just don't know. I can't rely on that. And and this year's going to be tough because... Basically, I'm looking at it as a a zero income sort of year now. And um, the government have been fantastic. They've been helping a lot of people out. But I'm not sure I really fall under any bracket there. So I'm hoping next year companies and sponsors are going to want to be involved with with the Olympics. And, um, yeah, there's plenty of people in the same boat. So right now it's, it's about the community pulling together.
0: Another athlete you've also been chatting to, um, not the Olympics, but the Paralympics, but still her season was disrupted, was Millie Knight. How's she doing?
1: Yeah, it was really interesting to chat to Millie. She was much more positive about the situation um, because for her it was not necessarily anything too imminent. The Winter Games are obviously not for a while, but we've... Been speaking to experts that have said it will have a trickle down effect if the Olympics are called off. The money obviously funds down just like it does in football to the Paralympics and the Winter Games as well. So, But she was much more upbeat. She said she was um, trying to avoid the coronavirus um, as she travelled around Europe in the last few weeks before everywhere went into lockdown. Um, but for her, we keep forgetting that she's juggling a, a degree at the University of Kent at exactly the same time. And now she's actually got a bit of spare time to do it. So while all these students are struggling with all sorts working from home and finding it quite hard to adapt she's loving it she was telling me about how she had lectures in her car and it was it was hoping she was hoping that it would stay like this forever (laughs)
0: fantastic yes she uh, she does multitask a lot I don't know how she fits it all in she's incredible Um, now I'm not too sure if there has been a decision yet on the cricket season because obviously that's meant to start very very soon uh, next month and we've seen some pretty glorious weather it just needs to warm up a little bit so we don't know quite what's going to happen with cricket but there are some of the the Kent lads who are still uh, making an impression at the moment shall we say
1: (laughs) Yeah, very interesting about the cricket season. Um, the, my take on it would be that we've also got this new setup that was meant to sort of get everyone excited into cricket, the 100. This was meant to be, you know, obviously a lot of Kent players getting involved in that. Um, and that will be interesting to see what they do with that um, come, come come the summer. I don't know what it would mean for that yet, and I don't think they will because it's very interesting. It's, well, it's very hard to guess what will happen over the next few months. Um, but they are keeping themselves entertained. Um, Sam Billings, Kent Captain, he's done a brilliant uh, shave, donate, nominate uh, effort on his Instagram uh, yesterday, which was really uh, brilliant. So this is something that I've considered doing, but he's considered shaving his head. Well, he has shaved his head to raise money for the NHS. Brilliant stuff. He's raised more than £15,000 uh, the last time I checked. and. Um, it- I mean, if he's bored in lockdown, of course, what else are you going to do? You're going to shave your head. Yeah. But it's um, it got a lot of support from his, his Kent colleagues, but... This is someone who loves his hair. So for him to lose all of it, I'm pretty sure he's quite gutted. And I think he did tell us that his girlfriend wasn't too pleased either.
0: <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> We've actually got a story on uh, Kent Online today about the um, a lot of men across Kent shaving their hair off because they can't get to the hairdresser. I've considered it. it
1: <laughs> I, I, I've considered it. I'm used to having a haircut every two weeks. And this is now week four. Um, luckily, on a podcast, you can't see it. But uh, yeah, if you're watching Kent tonight, you might see it and I'm very disappointed with it at the moment. So, um, yeah, I don't know how long I'll last, but you could see me with a shaved head very soon as well.
0: <laughs> what a thought, Joe. Thank you ever so much for chatting to us on the Kent Online podcast. Hopefully we will see you again soon and hopefully we'll be back together on Team Talk very soon.
1: Absolutely. Thanks, Nick.
0: Take care. Bye.